This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to the family with. Co-host, Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brandt-Bernard. Alex is going to be late. Michael Bryant's going to be late. But we'll be on time. Catherine, how would you pronounce the last name? S-I-E-W-E? S-I-E-W-E. C-U? C-U? Couldn't even guess. Yes. But I have to be... Yeah, don't say Suey, though. We have to be nice to her because she's a python hunter. So, Oh, my God. The pythons in Florida. That's <clears throat> yep. exactly oh, what she's on about. This is very interesting to me. Oh, it is fascinating. Get the wrong camera plugged in. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> Let's remove you from that. Oh, God, whatever. Like I said, yeah, that's I why we got to get here on time. Because well, I just don't know why somebody has to rearrange the entire studio. I, they do it every day, and I don't know well, why. Well, we're the last ones on. I know. <laughs> I don't know. In any case, so what else is happening in the world? Uh, Well, nobody's answering. The Python thing is really interesting because, I mean, we are, we spend a lot of time in Florida Mm -hmm. and are planning to live there. So um, the Python thing is, they've been having huge Python hunts because these Pythons are eating all of the native stuff. Native things in the Everglades. So, in parts of the the Everglades, ninety eight percent of the mammals have been eaten by Burmese pythons. Yeah, ninety eight percent. Yes. Yeah. And it's because of stupid people keeping them as pets, yep. and then when they get too big and too weird, they throw them out in the Everglades. Mm-hmm. Why did they ever think that? Well, first of all, it's against federal law. Isn't I don't it? know what it is with these people. Protected animals you're not allowed to keep as pets unless you're registered as like a. Well, I don't know. All these people that need an exotic pet. People People t- keep tigers in their bathrooms yeah, and yep. bears in their garages. It's just, I don't understand it. I don't either. I'll never understand it as long as I it's live. It's horribly mean to the animal, and it's unsustainable uh, as a human. Burmese pythons are specifically <clears throat> illegal to import or own. Yeah. They're an injurious species. I, so, I think that's why they <clears throat> want them, because they're illegal. Well, that could be. It's got to be some sort of weird thing. You can't track down how they shipped them here or how they got them here in the first place. Well, if you think about it, a baby snake is like nothing. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Hold one in the palm of your hand. Yeah, or maybe they even, you know, throw them and, you know, have them in eggs. And, I mean, people can just, do they come from Central America? Where are they indigenous? I would assume Burma. Well, oh, yeah, Burma. That's way far away. Burma is in Asia, I think. That's like the, yeah. Well, east it's of India, Myanmar of now. India. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Myanmar. Yeah, that's exactly. where my it's aunt by was Thailand, Bangladesh, Laos, mm-hmm. that whole area. So I'm thinking probably they send them on those cargo chi- ships. Probably just like everything else, fentanyl. But how do they get into U.S. ports? Because they Smuggling. dump they dump them into the ocean oh, and then God. people go and pick them up. That's what goes on. I guess I don't really understand that. I don't know why you'd want to do something like that, but that's just me. I, I have no either. interest in owning a python. I know of people that have had snakes as pets, um, and I think it's, you know, I think it's a, some pets are good for people that have allergies that really want a pet, you know, like snakes. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to be allergic to a snake. They don't have no. any hair. They don't have any dander. I understand the, you know, wanting a pet, but I don't understand a python. No. Jude, are you going to take over the ocean? Jude did a weird thing today. What? Mm. He's doing a lot of firsts, which I don't know what this means. He wanted, he jumped in the back of the car. What? Yeah. I've got all the seats are always down so yeah, that I've got room yeah. for golf clubs and such. And he jumped in the back and just laid back there the whole car ride. He didn't even try to what? get in my lap. Huh. That is weird. 
I know. He's independent now. Well, I think he's got a little tummy thing because, oh. yeah. He's been From eating. What? Like I think, usual. I think he's been eating all that weird grass. And also, oh, yeah. we dog <clears throat> sat this weekend. And I don't know if that stressed him out, just having to share the bed and the couch and mom and eating. You know, dogs yeah. are weird. Sharing mom is not a big thing for him. No, he doesn't like sharing mom. He does not <laughs> like sharing mom. He's an only child to the max. <laughs> He is indeed. It's all true. He really is. Uh, He's yeah. a baby. i got to find out how you pronounce Amy's name. Uh, can you do Google? Art will tell us. Okay. S-I-E-W-E. Mm-hmm. It's, it's odd that they didn't have a phonetics uh, pronunciation for uh, he, do, he does it for Andy, though, which is a good thing. Oh, good. No question about it. Alex said she's bringing the kids in. That's why she's late. Oh, that's I don't know right. why Michael Bryant's late because he did. He told me he'd be here on time, but he's late. He's probably too. have somebody to sue. He's probably attacking, suing someone. somebody. Probably true. It's what he does. It is what he does. You can't even deny it. Apparently. There's no question about it. We had some uh, some good guests this morning on the on the morning show, and a lot of good stuff going on. As a matter of fact, um, such as. Oh, I don't know. The Score North's doing a bunch of things, and uh, we're, I, I don't know if we're on 1500 KSTP or not. Yeah, we're going to be. I think we are now. You'd think they'd send you a memo. <laughs> oh, they, wanted, they don't want to do that. I mean, you know. Hey, Tom, by yeah, the way. Yeah, how would I find that out, Andy? Uh, tune on in to <laughs> what? whatever station you're talking about. Tune on, and we're, this show, an hour of this show is going to be on, on 1500 KSTP, 1500. which is where my career started, which, which would be very special to me. You know, AM radio is not what it used to be, I understand that. Mm-hmm. But just to be able to return to where I started would be really, really cool. Well, AM stations are still pretty popular in the mountainous areas, aren't, isn't it? Aren't they? Oh, yeah. Isn't that I, the only way you can true. get a radio signal? That's about right. No yeah, question it's about not it. easy. I have a question. Mm-hmm. So my car said it, that the, one of the tires was low today. Okay. Okay. So I know that there's, what is that gas that you stick in Nitrogen. Tires? Nitrogen. Can I put regular old air in there? I believe so. It won't explode or... So you had nitrogen in it before? I guess so. That's what was on the uh, sales slip when I bought it. That it had been filled up with nitrogen. So I can just go get some air yeah, in it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yes, you can put... you. <clears throat> it's, all, it's just a little low, like three Yeah, PSI. you can fill it up with air. Okay. But they do want you to <clears throat> purge it and fill it back up with nitrogen. And a lot of places will fill your car with nitrogen now. Uh, maybe I should just call... The dealer will, I think. The dealership, because it needs an oil change anyway. Oh, it does? Yeah, well, it keeps on saying... Your car requires maintenance soon, but doesn't say what kind of maintenance. I'm guessing it's an oil change because yeah. it's around five. Yeah. It's I've put over five thousand miles on it since I bought it, and I think they're still doing five thousand miles. Is an oil change? Yeah, it's probably about right. I would think so anyway. Remember in the old days when you didn't change your oil until <laughs> <laughs> until your car stopped <laughs> until running. Your car started smoking. <laughs> yeah. that's not a <laughs> Those good were call. The days. But you know. That's probably why cars lasted uh, about 60,000 miles. Before yeah, that, they, yeah, that's true. Yeah, before they needed to be rebuilt. That's very, very true. And, uh, Andy, let me know when Amy's ready to go, if you would, okay? He's on the phone. Oh, he's on the phone with him now. So I'm, I am assuming that that will be Amy, as a matter of fact, calling in herself. It's going to be an interesting story because this yeah. whole Python thing, they've wiped out, what did he say, 98% of the life in, in the Everglades? And that's what Andy was saying. It's 98% crazy. 98% of life they've wiped out. Well, not, well, I mean, they're not eating the alligators, unfortunately. I don't know. Are they? Maybe they are. Who the hell knows? I don't think that would be a net <clears throat> loss. <laughs> yeah. If they were. That'd be a good thing. Because there's so many gators in the Everglades. It's kind of scary. Remember when we went and did that air, airboat tour? And the alligator bit the guy. The, the baby alligator. Yeah, the baby alligator bit his hand. I remember that. Captain yes. Charlie. Captain Charlie. He was bleeding like a madman. Too. Yeah. And do you remember Woo. how many alligators were on the banks? <laughs> yes, I do. It was like, what are we in Jurassic Park? Mm-hmm. It was insane. Indeed. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. 
How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. We got Amy Seawee on the phone. Amy Seawee, how you doing, Amy? I'm great. How are you? Well, now that you're here, you know, (laughs) it's much better. Pythonhuntress.com. That is pythonhuntress.com. Amy, I want to shut up and just listen to what... She was a successful real estate broker for 13 years in Indianapolis when she learned that invasive Burmese pythons were destroying Florida's ecosystem. And I want to shut up there because... I've looked at these numbers. It's, uh, it's amazing, the, the, the things that they're destroying, how big they get, 17 feet long, 110 pounds. My God. And they, then they get punched in the face by Amy. Is that what happens? <laughs> Not quite, but, but we'll say that. <laughs> okay, I just want you to take over. I, I cannot wait to hear you talk about this. This is wonderful. Well, I tell you what. So the, the thing that people ask me the most is, why snakes? Why do you do this? <laughs> and I have to say, this is something that when I was little, my dad put me in a creek and taught me how to catch fish and crawdads and all kinds of things. And I just had this fascination with snakes. So snakes have always been a part of my world. You know, why wasn't it kittens or puppies or something normal, but it was snakes. So I, they've always been, it's, it's always been a hobby until I learned about this problem here in Florida with these pythons that have eaten like 98% of the mammals in parts of the Everglades. I know, it's crazy. It is. So I thought, wow, you know, since I'm not, I'm not afraid of them, I know a lot about them, you know, maybe this is a chance that I can actually use this crazy passion that I have and make a difference in the world. And so I came down here for vacation with my fiance just to kind of check it out and see what it was all about. We caught a python. And I, that was it. I knew this is what I was supposed to do. <laughs> that was everything. All right. Do, do they eat uh, alligators by any chance? They do. They, they do. do. Well, that's, on the size. that's probably yeah. good, right? Sort of. Well, for... not not really, because alligators are native to Florida. So we like our alligators. I know, but there's so um, many of them. It's there creepy. are a lot of them. There are a lot of them. <laughs> I'm Big getting it. You're, you're not an alligator fan. I don't <laughs> like anything that can, you know, drag me under the water and kill me <laughs> well, you know not a big fan of that understandable kind of stuff <laughs> well, i mean we were just talking about just before you called in about a uh, a trip we took uh, on the everglades with a guide and he came upon a nest of alligators and he was going to reach over and grab one of the little ones and show us the little baby alligator he got chomped so badly i i'm his he was bleeding like a hi honey nice to see you our grandchildren just got here, Amy. Ow. Okay. Kissing you on the head makes the ow. Okay. Oh, on the chair. Okay. Sorry, Amy. 
Yeah, a little Sorry. distracted, it seems. Well, still a little yeah. distracted. Sorry about that. But in any case, yeah, so, so he reached over to grab one just to show us in person what an alligator looks like up close. He got chomped, and I'm telling you, Amy, he was bleeding like a madman. Yeah. I mean, well, he well, he that's what he gets. I mean, first of all, he's a guy. He's a guy. <laughs> Amy, that's not very nice. I mean, nice. really, and and the, the, like the number one rule that people that don't even know anything about alligators is you don't mess with the babies. Mom is going to chomp you. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's what happens when you mess with the alligators. So don't do that. Typically, typically they don't want anything to do with you. So when I'm out there, and we're you know sometimes we're walking through the swamp in the in the wintertime when we're looking for these pythons, you know, there's alligators all around, but they take off. They don't, they really don't want anything to do with us. I don't know. I, I admire your uh, bravery. <laughs> alligators just freak me out. I don't know what it is. But anyway, well, how many pythons are left to get? Is there oh, any so estimation? Many. There are an estimated between 100,000 and 300,000 of them. Oh my there. God. And now they're, yeah. Now they're thinking that might be more like, close to half a million um it's it's a huge problem so what happened the reason that they are a problem here is that they're from southeast asia right they were very very popular in the pet trade starting in the 70s and in 1992 hurricane andrew came through and demolished a breeding facility in south florida and it sent about 900 burmese pythons into the same general vicinity of the Everglades, and so that's kind of the epicenter of this problem. So, now, not to say that people were re- releasing pets and escape pets weren't part of this, but that is the main reason that we have the Burmese python problem. But why were they allowed to have a breeding facility for Burmese pythons? Well, it, because they were a very, very popular pet. Oh. And it was, it, yeah, they're an exotic <clears throat> pet. There are a lot of exotic, you know, animal breeders. Yes. And, you know, who would have thought that, you know, a hurricane would destroy one that was that big with that many pythons, but let alone that they would, you know, not only survive, but have this, this breeding population that is now three and a half million acres. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, what is. What's the biggest uh, snake that you've bagged? Bagged? <laughs> well, my, my personal biggest is 17.3. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, I caught her by myself, which was pretty crazy. How much does that thing and weigh? It, uh, she was 110 pounds. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, wouldn't that be about yeah. as long as this room, Andy? 17, yeah. Good, uh, yeah. Yeah, about that. Pretty oh close. Oh, my God. And 110 pounds. Whoa. That's a significantly huge mm-hmm. snake. She was a big girl. Yeah. She was a very big girl. <laughs> I mean, the, the average snake that we catch is between six and nine feet. That's still huge. And then, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, a seven-foot python isn't, very big python per oh. se, but it's a pretty big snake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Actually, our daughter just got here. How many did these pythons might be in the Everglades again? Between 100,000 and 300,000. Pythons, I'm not Alex. sure if I'm going back to the Everglades. It's wild. Between wild. the gators and the pythons, I'm just... There are a lot of crazy things down here. Here's mm-hmm. what I will tell you. It is, the chances of you seeing a python are very, very slim. Um, they are very cryptic. They are very difficult to find. The 17-footer that I found, I saw, I knew where she was. She's 17 feet long, and it still took me about a, a good couple minutes to find her, and I could only see her pattern through the grass, um, like barely a little bit. So these, these things are just, they are so successful here because of that. And that's why it took us so long to realize that it was an actual problem because nobody ever saw them. Yeah, I, I think it was about, I don't even know, five years ago that they started uh, python hunting or contests and such in the Everglades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so it was in 2017 they started a, a pilot program. They hired 25 hunters just to see, you know, hey, go out there. We'll give you some keys to some gates. See, see if you can find any. <laughs> well, they did. So they ended up um, in 2019, they hired 50 more or 25 more. I was part of that group. And then the year after, they hired 50 more. So there's 100 state contractors altogether. Um, there are probably 50 other people that, that hunt. And um, so since 2017, all of the agencies together with all the research programs and everything like that, we've caught 20,000 pythons. Wow. 
20,000. So you have a long way to go. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and that's nothing. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. It is so hard to find them. So it takes an average of 12 hours to find one python. Oh, wow. So, but that right now is the most effective thing that we have. On how many babies do they have? The average is between 20 to 40. Oh. But these big girls, they can lay over 100 eggs. Oh, oh my God. Yuck. Mm. Yeah. It sounds like they need about 10,000 python hunters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I tell you what, if, if that was the case, if, if we could hire more, that would be awesome. The reason that they keep it at 100 is because of accessibility. Most of this 3.5 million acres is inaccessible. Mm-hmm. And um, we, so we have to basically wait for these pythons to come up to the roads and the levees. And there are not many that go through the Everglades. Because if you just go through the Everglades, walk through the swamps or the woods, you're never going to find them. So we have to wait for them to come to us, and they spend 85% of their time not moving. So we have mm-hmm. to get them on that 15%, you know, chance that they're they're out there, that they're moving. So it makes it very difficult. And the more hunters you have out there on these roads, the less likely they are to come out. So do they not move because they're waiting for prey? Well, they're cold-blooded, so most cold-blooded animals barely move to begin with. Oh, Okay. That's just kind yeah. of the nature. Yeah, if they eat a meal, they'll just stay in the same place for a week or two. And sometimes, yep. you know, these females, these big ones, they'll, they'll eat a deer. Oh, and God. they won't move for a couple months. A deer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alligators only eat once a week. That's it? Yeah, I yeah. mean, they, they just don't need to eat that much. Nope, they, if you spend your time standing perfectly still... You don't spend any energy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, so what happens, I mean, it's not going to happen, but what happens if one sneaks up on you and starts wrapping itself around you? (laughs) You just, you have, you have a gun on you at all times, I'm guessing. Well, I do, I do, but I don't really need, I haven't needed to use it so far, let's say. Now, here's the thing, we, people are not on their menu. Okay. So, when we're trying to catch them, even the 17-footers, even the 20-footers, you know, we catch them. All they want to do is get away. So if they bite us, it's a strike. It's a, it's a defensive strike. They're not biting to wrap us and coil us up. And so if I get into a situation where I'm holding, you know, I've I'm, I'm got the snake behind the neck. It's starting to wrap me. I'm getting uncomfortable. All I have to do is let go because then it will unwrap and it will take off. And then I can regroup, you know, grab it again, go for it again. Wipe so, the tears from really... your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is all. Now, I'm not I... saying that there's not like like a serial killer snake out there. <laughs> like, hey, you know, I wonder if this girl tastes good. I'm, I'm going to try, try a people today. Yeah, I'm you know? sick of these people <laughs> gathering my species. <laughs> right? <laughs> I think I, what, what, there were a bunch of really old, old, old shows about the jungle with quicksand and snakes that just mm-hmm. attacked you and all that stuff. And I guess that's where I'm getting all this stuff from is I watched all these weird old movies. <laughs> about the jungle. <laughs> well, thankfully, there's no quicksand over here. No. So I don't have to worry about that. Are you sure? Um, <laughs> you know what? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, but not totally sure. There you go. <laughs> oh, my God. So once you catch the pythons, what do you do with them? Once we catch them, we have to euthanize them on the spot. Mm. Um, oh. We, so I have a bolt gun, a captive bolt gun that I use. Yep. So we have to get them... Um, I mean, right in the brain. Their brain is very small, and if you don't get them there, they will survive. So I found I've caught pythons that have had 22s in their in their heads, but because it didn't get their brain, they're just fine. What? Yeah. See, they're so, indestructible. I mean, they're bionic. Not. Amy, my wife is not going to sleep for about a week. I literally saw one get clipped in the head by a car. So I was waiting to cross the street to get it. It was starting to come out on the road. It gets clipped. I was like, ah. and this was way back in the very beginning before we had to kill them on the spot. I actually had to take them to, to a facility, to SWC, for them to kill them. But anyway, so it gets clipped. I have no way to kill it. I felt bad because, of course, I don't want it to suffer. You know? And the next morning I go out. To, to take it, you know, into FWC, this thing is fine. It's striking at me like nothing ever happened. Wow. Like, I saw you get run over. <laughs> so it's so, like a, um, it's like a horror movie, you know, where yeah. you kill it and it keeps <laughs> it coming <is>. back. <laughs> yeah. So on so top of the swamp sure that I know we have to really make sure that that we do it right, and it is important because 
we have to follow the American Veterinary Association of Humane Methods of Euthanasia for Python. Sure. And the captive bolt is one of them. And, of course, you know, we want to do that. We don't want it to be, you know, inhumane or cruel or anything. Does anybody eat snakes? I was just about to ask that, actually. Well, I, I have. I took a python up to a chef in Fort Myers, <laughs> and he made four very, very delicious dishes. But it was so chewy oh. that, I mean, I got bored chewing. So I'm like, okay, I'm done. I've just got to spit this out. It was so because yeah. pythons are just one big muscle because yep. they're constrictors. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not venomous. They're constrictors, so they squeeze their prey to death, right? So they're just, they're, it's just a big chewy muscle pretty gross yeah predators generally don't make good eating that's why people don't eat like wolves stuff like that it's because they're just so muscular it's not i've eaten rattlesnake but rattlesnakes are venomous so they're not very muscular so it's very different right exactly exactly so and plus the high mercury content you know it'll Mm. be a thing to see i mean we've tried everything with these things we even put them in our crab pots to see if the the crabs we'd eat them nope nope crabs didn't even want them Wow, and they eat they everything. They eat everything, yeah. <laughs> they I know. <laughs> no, thank you. Not for me. How about uh, um, boots, cowboy boots, <laughs> something made out yes, of python well, skin? Yeah, so, well, I started skinning the pythons because, you know, I just, I, I do love snakes, and I hate that we have to do this. So I kind of made it my mission to figure out how to use as much of the python as possible. And since we can't eat them, or we shouldn't anyways, um, you know, their skin is beautiful. And so I started um, skinning them. Didn't know that I was going to have to skin them, you know, on my lanai of my snowbird condo, which is what I do. <laughs> and I think that would be looked down upon on a, for our HOA rules. You know? <laughs> yes, yes. I had to keep it under wraps for a while, for sure. And then, um, but then I have them professionally tanned. Um, I have Apple Watch bands made and, and bracelets. And, uh, and I'm in the process of getting you know, other, other products made, but it's really interesting because, you know, we're kind of pioneering this whole Python leather thing because we've not been able to tan snakes like pythons here in over 40 years because we haven't had pyth- like any pythons here. So we imported them from Europe, but then that became illegal. So the United States just stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, when this Python problem started happening, there really are only three tanneries in the U.S. that will even do Python. And it's more of a favor to the hunters just to you know just to get it done so it's been this huge learning curve with the skinning the tanning the products because just nobody knows anything about it here uh, do you, are, are you near that what's the, what's the name of that city where they have all the sugar cane over there in the everglades oh bell glade bell glade mm. is that where you launch out of her N- no i mean we're i'm actually i don't even know where that is Oh, really? Um, oh, I, yeah, was... I mean, I've only been here for four. I'm in South Florida. So I, my territory is from, like, Fort Myers over to Fort Lauderdale and South. So I think where you're talking about is up near Lake Okeechobee, probably. It yes. is. Yeah. It absolutely is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, yeah. So, um, so no, we're, the pythons are creeping their way up there, but they're not really... Uh, they don't have a real foothold up there yet. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, if there's any other areas that pythons have been flourishing other than that one area. Well, they got good hunting where they are, so why leave? Well, because if there gets to be enough well, of them and they eat all the be. mammals. That's true. Once it's all, once it's all gone, yeah, they're going to yeah, leave. Yeah, so they've been moving north and, and wet. Basically, they're following the food. Um, that's why. So it started over in Homestead by Miami. <laughs> oh. And, you know, now they're all the way up to Fort Mars and Fort Lauderdale. And a little past that, so they are moving, but they're only going to be able to get so far because they are tropical animals, which is why they are here and nowhere else in the United States because this is subtropical temperatures. And I can't tell you how happy that makes me because <laughs> <laughs> we're 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 in the uh, West Palm Beach area. Okay, I don't okay, want yeah, any they're pythons. Not, <laughs> they're not there yet. Yay! Oh, they're not there yet. I like that. Well, um, they're not there yet. They, they won't be able to, in my opinion, they won't be able to cross the freeze line because they'll have to do some serious adaptation because they can't they can't digest under seventy five degrees, and they don't go into any they naturally don't go into any brumation or hibernation type mode. So they'd have to develop the ability to be, to be able to do that. Okay. And 
or the instinct to do that, and then then we might have a little bit of a problem, but I really, that's years and years down the line. Well, we used to have a house out in a kind of a, I don't know, fairly remote area at the time. Of course, you know, Florida's been so developed You're that right, there's yeah. very little of that left, but um, we, had this, we had a snake in our house twice. I don't know what it was. I remember one was in the living room. Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. And Andy was yep. trying to help get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is just How big not. Was this it wasn't big. No. Well, it was big enough. Maybe was... a foot. <laughs> well... Maybe a foot. No, it was bigger I mean, than. A snake is a snake. <laughs> yeah, in the house. And I, you know, we don't know what kind of snake it was. Well, yeah, that's I... the thing. In, in Minnesota, where we are right now, if a snake gets in your house, you can pretty much guarantee it's a garter snake. Yeah. Well, we I guess... don't have any venomous snakes, except for I think there's. One, like, in the southeast I tip of the state. I think there's a bull snake, which is poisonous, maybe, and it goes... No, bull snakes aren't. No. Okay, they're, so... They're really actually cool snakes. You might have, um, like, a timber rattlesnake, possibly. I think so. And yeah, way western Minnesota, I think we have it, and maybe down by the bluffs on yeah, the very southeast point. Yeah, I think that's... there's just a couple of areas where they can be. But where we are, we okay. don't have to deal with snakes that are dangerous. No. Out. I mean, garter snakes have one tooth, and it's not very big. No. So <laughs> no, I just I, grab I, them, basically. Yeah, I, I like seeing snakes in the garden, because I know they're eating mm-hmm. bugs and things. Yep. It's okay by yeah, me. Except for the random, like, two weeks a year, that for some reason, all the snakes are slithering across the running path and I have to try not to step on them when I'm running. Breeding, yeah. Season, yeah. I know. And Ew. I'm like I'm like, you guys, look out. I don't want to step on you. I'm sorry. The running of the snakes. I know. I remember when I saw like a breeding situation of garter snakes. I was hiking. The snake ball or whatever. Yeah, I was hiking with the kids and I was like, it's just a giant Yep. Snake orgy. Yep, it sure There's is. It's just like a yep, knot exactly. of snakes mm-hmm. slithering around each other. Okay, that's Python. another nightmare. <laughs> All right, I got to tell Amy my story because you guys are going to finish it. I know. Amy, many years ago, when Andy and Al, this, this is a family podcast. It's my wife, <coughs> our son, our daughter, and me, hello, the hello, four hello. of us on here. And uh, trying to keep our children safe, they wanted a trampoline. So I thought oh, I'd yeah. be really smart, and I built this. Yes. I dug down about probably three feet. Put up a brick wall and then set the trampoline in that hole. So therefore, the trampoline was right on, you know, ground level. Uh, ground level. Yeah. So if we so fell if off, fell. it wasn't like a <clears throat> right. I gotcha. Yeah. Now, yeah. Amy, we're going to tell you in the summertime why that became a problem because the the webbing on a trampoline is black. So therefore, it got very hot underneath that trampoline and now i'll turn it over to my family to tell you the rest of the i'm story. sure she knows yeah she can see where this is going she knows where this is going yeah it just became a snake pit i mean yeah. like a hundred of them yeah yeah there were like a hundred snakes there. Snake they really loved it they really loved it <laughs> thanks for the heat yeah it's great for our eggs great how interesting. Yeah. Why, why didn't my dad do that? I wish he would have done that. That would have been so cool. Well, <laughs> yeah, except for the snake part. A note to anybody who would like no, to. No, that's why. Yeah, she's like, that's what she wants. <laughs> yeah. Anyone would like to draw snakes to their property, this is how you do it. Yeah, you just take a trampoline <laughs> and put it in the ground. Noted. <clears throat> well, and then there was another snake that was in the garage. I kept on finding snake skin. Oh, in Florida? Oh, yeah. I remember. You were like, it's somewhere. I know. It, it was always in this God. one little corner, and I would find this snake skin, and it was pretty long, maybe two and a half feet. And I was like, well, I guess maybe it comes in, sheds its skin, and leaves, because I've never yeah, like seen this it. Is just kind pretty of a shedding yeah. spot. It's so a safe I'm like, place, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I guess that's all right. And um, never saw it. And then one day... I opened up the people door to go into the garage, and there it is, and it did the whole cobra, you know, (laughs) thing, and it looked right at me, and I'm like, oh, my God. So I opened up a garage door and just shut the door and went back inside for like an hour, hoping that the snake (laughs) left, and shortly after, we sold our house and moved into a condo. (laughs) (laughs) On the 16th floor. Yeah, there were like, yeah, out there. I mean, not even that close to the Everglades. There was there were frogs in our toilet, oh, snakes yeah. in our frogs garage. In I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, no, there no. The spider that so hissed at you. So many reptiles out here, for sure. I've never seen so many snakes in my life. I mean, it's I was, crazy. you know, I grew up in Ohio and Indiana, and you know, just like Minnesota, there's there's snakes, but you know, 
Well, sometimes, <laughs> but here, yeah. there's probably since I've been here for four years, there's probably been maybe 20 days that I haven't seen some sort of a snake, even when I'm not even out looking. Mm-hmm. You know, every day really I'd go out crazy. in the backyard and catch geckos that got trapped in our uh, oh yeah pool. There was always some thing. creepy crawler or something. Oh, yeah, I've got a gecko that lives in my closet that I can't get right now. <laughs> So, yeah. Okay, <laughs> well. Stan, so I see Stan every once in a while. They're quick. Yeah, 16th floor. Thank you. In a condo. Being from Indiana and us being from Minnesota, there are a couple of tips we should give people. Uh, that would be when you're playing golf down in Florida, don't just walk around a bush thinking you're going to find your ball. Or in the rocks. <laughs> or in the rocks. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. there might be an alligator yeah. behind there. But the number one thing, and I'll never forget this, Amy, uh, I'm in the middle of the fairway, and I look over, and there's about, it was about the size of a foot-long pencil. That's about how long the snake was. It was black, and it was coming right toward me. And I went, oh, look how cute this is. Because, you know, garter snakes in Minnesota cute. are harmless. I said, look how cute this thing is. And a guy playing golf with me goes, you better not go let that snake anywhere near you because it was a water moccasin, Yeah, I was I just guess. about to say a water uh, moccasin. Yep. I got lucky with that one because I I might have reached down and picked it up like it was you a garter would snake. would not have. Like a garter snake. <laughs> no. Oh, here we go. No, I'm a coward on top of it, Amy. It. You've never been interested in wildlife. <laughs> well, it was so weird because it was very aggressive. I mean, this thing was tiny. Well, that's And it was really aggressive. Yep. What's the... Yeah, I don't suggest picking up snakes in Florida. If you no. Don't know. no. Or the frogs. They've got those, those cane toads Bufo. that are... Yeah, very, Bufo very. Toads. Man, those yeah. cane toads are wicked mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Uh, do you know anything about those? I've heard rumors that they brought them up from I don't know where to eat Hell? the bugs from the sugar cane. Oh. Yes, exactly. And in it South turned America, out that they, they don't do a... that. <laughs> they don't well, help at all. What they, what they do is they are really good at killing our pets. Because oh. if a dog licks a cane toad, if yep. you don't get it to the vet within 20 minutes, it will die. <clears throat> oh, within 20 beauty. minutes. Yeah, that's I've heard yeah. the best yeah, thing that you can do is rinse its mouth out as fast as possible. Yeah, yeah. And get, I mean, you have to get it to the vet. I, yeah. And I don't know exactly what they do. And, I was going to say, you know, what is it that, that they do if it happens? I wonder. Well, Maybe they have an as, antidote. I don't know what the vet does. But it's just yeah. to secrete, you know, the toxin from their glands. <clears throat> yeah, but I just mean, yeah, what um, does the vet do, I wonder, to help yeah, the dog? I have no idea. That's, yeah. mm. well, I and I think I knew at one point, but I, I forget what they do. But I had there was a guy that had um, had one on his porch. And he hit it with a baseball bat. Ooh. And some of the poison went up into his eye. Oh. And he's blind and part of his eye because of it. Oh. Forever? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah, my God. I was walking right by those things with the dog on the leash. They would. They come yeah, out. It's not like night. they're gonna shoot their poison. At no, you. they're not like they're Jurassic Park dinosaurs. I, I walked, stepped on a dead I frog. I walked by one. I could have died. I could have stepped on a dead frog. I could have taken off my shoe, rubbed my eye, and been blind. That would have been blind. <laughs> quite the series of unfortunate events. So, Amy, you only, we only have one more minute uh, with you, unfortunately. So I, I, I suppose I better ask at this point, you want to just come on every day? Because I've never heard the women be so excited to interview I'm, someone. Freak me out, man. Yeah, she's stressed. She's stressed talking. I mean, listen, I'm telling you, I've got some stories. I've got crazy stories that we, we could be here all day, that's for sure. Okay, let's book you again as soon as possible because my wife and my daughter love this. And Andy knows a lot about this stuff as well, our son, so... Please do come back as soon as possible. We'll reach out to, to the booking agent, Art, and, uh, and find out how soon we can get you back on, Amy. You, you're a great right. interview. Well, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. It was. Thanks, Amy. Have a good day. All right. You too. Thanks. Bye. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. 
and tell him his, hmm, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Pythonhuntress.com. That's pythonhuntress.com. Doesn't she have a television show or something? She should. She should definitely have a television sure show. she could. See, what I love enthusiastic interviews. She was great. Yeah, I we mean, had a lot in common. She catches 100-pound <clears throat> pythons, and I catch one-ounce geckos. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say something go. about Ethan. <clears throat> or Ethan catching Ethan. Yeah. That'd be oh, I was going to ask her what the... Wrestling there's a rhyme about whether or not a snake's head is pointy, is poisonous, and round is not. There's some sort of rhyme about it. Some sort well, of I mean, little... there's uh, <clears throat> yellow touches red. You're all you're right, Fred, did, or whatever the hell it is. You're all right, Fred, and something. Is, you're <laughs> all right, Fred. Yeah, 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 yeah. there is. And well, then there's the something, is, there's, you're already dead. It's one of those yeah. rhymes where you could easily mix the two yes. up and make it the opposite of what it actually It's red touch yellow, kill a fellow. Red touch black, friend of Jack. Friend of Jack. But I mean, red one touch one yellow. Red well, touch yellow is bad. How much kill time do you have to determine? Yeah, like, what is the, the, what <laughs> is the color rhyme? pattern? Then What's remember the rhyme. The rhyme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's a good point. I remember yeah. my sister brought her dog to snake school because they lived in the desert in Arizona. Which one of the dogs? It was uh, Bijou. <laughs> because see the they were teaching them to <laughs> not go near the snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of dogs will try to grab a snake bite and it, shake it, it and whatever. Yeah. Jude would. And they yes, actually had a venomous snake in their backyard. It was underneath, <sighs> like, where they sat and had breakfast, and the dog barked at it but didn't go near it, and it, it was a rattlesnake. So, mm. yeah, dog, they actually have those kinds of training things for dogs that live in yeah. places with venomous animals. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. Isn't that just freaky, though? I mean... Yeah, well, Arizona's got venomous snakes. It's got scorpions. It's got yeah. Lethal uh, yeah. spiders, all sorts of stuff that'll uh, kill you. Oh, yeah. The West does have all kinds of things. Well, uh, you know, almost every place in the United States has venomous state snakes. Except for Minnesota. Um, well, our <coughs> part of Minnesota, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, the down south, they do have them? In Minnesota, Let's I mean? Let's see here. Well, it, I, yes. I believe that We there's... have timber rattlesnakes and eastern massasauga snakes, and only in the southeast. Oh, I thought they were out west, nope. too. And even then, they're pretty rare. Good. So, like, if you're in the southeastern <laughs> tip of Minnesota, <laughs> you might see one every so often, but not. Yeah. it's not common. One year, um, we went to Tucson, Arizona, for a little vacay, and um, there was we ran into this guy who hikes every single day, and he goes in the dark with a headlamp because he said in the summer or when it's very warm in Tucson, there are so many rattlesnakes on the path sunning mm-hmm. themselves that you could easily accidentally kick one yep. and get chomped on and like you're that. in the middle of nowhere and people don't get to carry around a an EpiPen for snake venom, although that might not be a bad idea. Well, an EpiPen wouldn't do anything. It wouldn't I mean, filled with snake venom, anti-venom or whatever. You specifically need antitoxin, but a lot yeah. of those need to be refrigerated or that sort of thing. Oh, well, that's no good. No. Yeah, Mom, can you get the cups down? Come over here and give me another hug. Right. 
I already got you. Oh, I already got you a hug. That's your old a, hat. One's enough. <clears throat> yeah, I can't say that I miss all those weird animals out in the country. Extra geckos is fun. Oh, geckos are. I I see geckos on the 16th floor in downtown. <laughs> so yeah, geckos. Can those are around. Climb, yeah, they can yeah. climb anything. And they don't need very m- many bugs to survive. So no, well, they're so small. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, that whole snake thing and those bofus frogs. I was like, how do you? I mean, if you live in near any body of water, there's not a fence that's going to keep out all those toxic, gross things. I mean, we lived near a lake or a pond. Know, but if you like, like... Had, just had a fenced-in backyard and you just let your dogs out in the back. Oh yeah, I probably wouldn't do that. For sure. No. Because I mean, we had been going down to Florida for what 25 years. Yeah, at least. I never saw those bofu frogs or bufo, bufo, bufo frogs also known as cane toads, anywhere. And then all of a sudden, they were there, all over the place. I mean, 50 of them on the sidewalk. So, Andy, I got to tell you, many years ago, Mom and I took a vacation to Grand Cayman, the Cayman Islands. You see some Caymans? Went down to the Grand Caymans. We check into the hotel, and I'm going around. There's a uh, like a hot tub in the bathroom. A and I tub? look. Oh. Remember that? There was a hot tub in okay. there. Okay. Well, we didn't last long because you walked in and you said, we're not staying here. No, and this we was left. the next one. Oh, okay. The first one was a complete dump that Alan Dorfman booked. What a shock. <laughs> well, <clears throat> what a shock that that happened. But in any case, we get to the new one. So we, we check out of the shithole and we move on to the new hotel. Or, or it's a, it was a townhouse. Okay. Yeah, and I do we, remember that. And we check in. I walk in the bathroom, and, I, and Catherine hears me go, Jesus, <laughs> like that. She goes, what's wrong? There was a, what are those things? They're not crickets. They're, what are the, what are the big cockroach? things? Cockroach? Was it a cockroach? I don't know. It was the size of Jude. Uh, Honest to a God. A palmetto bug, probably. Uh, was that what it was? It yeah. was, ju- I mean, I am not kidding you, Andy. It was the size of my hand. Oh, you get yep. to the tropics and oh, you're going to have God. some honking yep. huge <clears throat> critters. Mm-hmm. But, you know, here, those little crickets are little crickety size. Yeah. And then you get on there, it's the size of my hand. I'm like, good God. Yeah, palmetto bugs are very big. <clears throat> oh, is that what it was? They then? can be huge. They're, they're basically not... just giant cockroaches. They look like, uh, oh, are, they? are they a cockroach? Uh, let's see. I yeah, they are technically a type of cockroach. Oh, okay. Because I remember telling a friend of mine that lived in Florida that I, we saw a giant cockroach, and she said, "Oh, that's a palmetto bug, and they won't bother you. That they're not harm. They're not no, harm. But they can spray up to one meter. Spray what? Some like <laughs> gross smelling stuff. I oh, love the look on your face. Yeah. Spray okay. What? what the heck? <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so don't bother them, or else they'll do that. No. They'll they're spit on you? They're basically this bug equivalent of skunks. Oh. Oh, like stink bugs? They are stink bugs, yes. Or what are the new ones that are invading Minnesota? Stink bugs. There's yeah. Right? The little weird square-headed ones that just all uh, of a sudden showed up. Well, I know about the Japanese it, beetles or whatever. Uh, these, these, these are, are different. Yeah. They, they all of a sudden are, just showed up. We never had them before. And if you crush them, they smell really bad. Oh. Yeah, I well, never saw them until last year. And now this year I haven't seen any of them. So mm. I don't know where, where these things come from. <laughs> I wish they would just go back where they came from and stop being around. I don't like all these things. You don't like any of that stuff crawling I around I do your not. House? I mean, <clears throat> just that airboat ride was enough to make me think, I would never just hike around the Everglades. Oh, God, <laughs> God no. Even on no, a path. No, no, no. No, not even on a path. No. I don't know why people do it. You know what's so weird about that airboat ride, Andy? Mom and I were out on the airboat ride, and we're going around here and there. And there. And you would look down, because in a lot of places, the Everglades water is very clear. Yeah. And we'd go over, and I'd look down, and there'd be a house beneath us. Oh, because they flooded it. <clears throat> they yeah. flooded the entire area, and all the yeah. houses that were there were just covered up by the water, and they didn't tear them down. They just left them in there. I know. It's so weird that they didn't have to take those out of there. I know. There's, yeah. And there's a lot of them, too. I guess I that's what, many. yeah, when they used to just dam up rivers, they did that all the time. Just yeah, it's just weird, though. You look down, and there's a full two-story house beneath you, and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> I will never forget strange. that experience. That was, very, that was really, really odd. Well, that was <clears throat> definitely uh, the stuff of nightmares for me. 
<laughs> yeah, you were a little wound up during that interview, I thought. Well, I like to know everything about animal behavior. If you're going to be around an animal, mm-hmm. I kind of I want to know how it's going to behave. Wouldn't that be nice if we knew how people were going to behave? Mm. Um, but animals are pretty predictable. Yeah. So are. if you know what they do and what they get upset about and all that stuff, you're you can you can figure that out. Well, snakes aren't exactly complex animals. No, and they and, and she she was right. Most snakes just don't want to tangle with humans mm-hmm. anyway. But you know, if you're golfing and you just happen to be near a nest or something, I can see where a snake would be aggressive. Yeah. So, but yeah. Those water moccasins are not very big, but they're very poisonous. They're, yeah, they are. So you're lucky you didn't get chomped on with one of those. Yeah, you got that right. <clears throat> but honestly, you go down to Florida, and they are, <laughs> they're everywhere. It's like Jesus. They are. If you go out towards the Everglades, you're going to find a lot of critters. Well, I remember that one time I went to the grocery store because we needed some bananas or whatever. And he said, <laughs> would you pick some bananas up on the way home? <laughs> I grab a bunch of bananas bring them home. Mom tears one off. There is a spider the size, again, of my hand inside that bunch of bananas. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Got to be a little careful down there, I guess. Sure do. What are you going to do? But, so what else is in the news? Anything good? I have not looked at the news all weekend, luckily and blissfully. Well, yeah, because I'll give you a few headlines just to tell you why you didn't look at the news. Okay. Trump pushes to have judge recuse herself. Trump team stresses new theme in defense. Jennifer Aniston caught up in storm over Jamie Foxx post. Whatever. Uh, Everybody's upset about everything. So what's that all about? I'm upset about everything. Jamie Foxx post. Yeah. yeah, What's the Jamie Foxx post that she'd be caught up in? (laughs) I don't really understand that myself. Uh... So she liked a post of his. Okay. And apparently, let's see. You might want to talk for a while. Oh. (laughs) You might want to talk. Alex just took off. She's taking care of the kids. Yeah. Sage is here, so there's no rest for the wicked. I can mention this. Apparently the Zuck must... Zuck, oh, Zuckerberg is Zuck now. Zuck (laughs) Musk is what they're calling it. Oh, okay. The Zuck Musk cage fight thing isn't over. These two candy asses, why do men always do that? I don't know. I just think measure their penises already and get it over with. But it's just, look, I'm looking at the picture of two of you. You're not the toughest looking guys I've ever seen. I gotta be honest. I just read something where Musk was having an MRI because he might have to have back surgery. Who? Elon Musk. Oh, I didn't know that. Then I wouldn't fight. I just read something about that. Probably not the time to get into a slugfest. But who knows if it's who knows if it's true? If it's on social media, then yeah. possibly not true. Most so Jamie Foxx made a post on Instagram that said, "They killed this dude named Jesus. What do you think they'll do to you?" And what? Jennifer Aniston liked that, and of course, everyone immediately assumed that he was talking about Jews. So what? What? Um, and apparently, he was actually talking about Judas. He was talking about fake friends betraying you. Because well, that is how Jesus died, as <laughs> Judas handed him over to the right, Romans. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and wasn't there a NASCAR driver, too, that liked something on Twitter? And they're all, they, they... Yeah, that was a George Floyd meme. Yeah, so, that, so did... I, I guess they kicked him out of NASCAR. Mm-hmm. For what? For liking something. On yep. the Internet. Yeah, and you, you do know, I mean, it is easy to... To fake those? To like something that you didn't actually mean to That's do. That's right true. Here, yeah. Like if you hit, if you wanted to make a comment, like what you're stupid, s- shut up, and you hit. <laughs> so what was said about George Floyd that people got pissed off about? I don't know. It was a meme. It was a picture of Sebastian the Crab, and it had George Floyd's head on it, and it said, under the knee, under the knee. Oh, Instead well. of under the sea. Yep. That's in poor taste. Well, it's in poor taste, but maybe it just struck him as funny. It you got know, him kicked str- out of NASCAR? I don't know. Yeah, it's I guess. It's funny, though. I, really? Well, very little is funny. That's very true. Oh, there's nothing funny anymore. Oh, God. Liking never, unfunny oh. Facebook memes was a crime. I think 90% of the population would be in well, prison. And also, <laughs> er, you know, <laughs> memeing is something that if your meme goes 
crazy, you can make a lot of money. So people just do all kinds of stuff. So how do they make a lot of money like that? I don't know. How what are you, what people are you can make money, money off of everything. They yeah, just figure out how to do it. They sit on their computer all day and monetize everything. I don't know how it works. Do you think computers are destroying the world? Oh, dear Lord. In this very way? This again? Well, I'm just asking a question. Look at this. These people end up getting kicked out of NASCAR for really no reason. They go, hey, don't do that again. Isn't that enough? Every single thing in the world, it can be used for good or evil. Mm. That's correct. Everything. Politics, good or evil. And we've seen much evil coming out of just having a political system. The entity at fault here is NASCAR, not anything else. Being oversensitive and immediately yeah. caving to the mob—that's well, on them. And, yeah, and who is. is sitting there looking to see what every what this guy liked on Twitter all day long? I mean, it's just so I know, stupid. So pathetic. Well, do you see what Elon Musk is doing now? No. Elon Musk will pay X. You know, it's what the, yeah, it used no, to be Twitter. Twitter is now X. X will pay legal tab for people fired over posts. He said he will pay your legal tab. That's good because it needs to be done. Well, he also should be very, very wary of unscrupulous lawyers um, pretend, you know, getting a ring of people. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Are they going to make up a bunch of phony cases he'll have exactly. to pay for? I don't know how you prove it. God, it's amazing. The whole thing just, it just shocks me how, how the money grubbing that has started, I don't know how many years ago, but it's at its all time high now. Well, the cost of living is insane. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, what I think the mortgage rate is like 7.9, which is the highest since like I don't even know, 2000 maybe? A long time, yeah. And um so and now yeah. houses, the median house is in the 400s. Really? You know, used to be in the between 1 and 2. And now it's in the 400. So now you add a 7.9% interest oh, rate. Oh, God. And the yeah. way they are, the property taxes are just about in line with whatever they're saying your house is valued yeah. at. Yeah. It's very expensive to own a home. And mm. rent is a, crazy, too. I have a friend that's house hunting right now. Oh, and I asked God. her what the... This might <clears throat> be the worst time. Yeah, she was like, oh, my gosh, the interest rates are... But she said it's slowing the market down a lot. It is. So it it's is. not as much as like a... You don't have to, yeah. You don't have to buy, yeah, like, buy a house for thirty thousand above yeah, asking. But she said what they have going for them is she's moving in. Their <coughs> her mother is moving in with them because her father died last summer, okay. and she lives on her own and she doesn't like mm. it. Right. And so they're going to buy a house together, and so they're going to sell both their houses. They're going to buy a house, okay, with a mortgage, <clears throat> sell both their houses, and then pay the house off. Oh. So she's like, we don't really have to worry about interest rates because we're right. not going to have a mortgage for very long. So they've got that going for them. But most people, yeah, yikes. Yeah, that's So just... how do we get out of this? I don't see how we're going to. We no. just keep on printing money and the, it <laughs> just, means nothing. It, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Are the people going to have to stand up and say, look, I'm not paying for your kid's college tuition. I'm not paying for this. I'm not paying for th- You cannot use my tax money to, to get to buy votes. Well, the problem that you have is that people are slipping closer and closer to poverty all the time. Yeah. Because everything is costing so much money. Well, wages, they want wages have not been keeping up with inflation for a very, very long time. Right. And the, the harder it is just to keep your head above water, the more desperate people become. But it's a control issue, and it's a money issue. It has nothing to do with anything other than control and money. Why do we allow them to do this to us? I don't think we have any. Uh, what's the recourse? Throw them all in the street. <laughs> I don't know how you, how you change anything. Well, we can't let these people just do whatever they want. I mean, here, we're going to take, mm-hmm. take our, the federal money, and we're going to buy this. No, that's not the, it's our tax money. Leave it alone. Since when have they ever given a crap about... Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's about time they start giving a crap. Well, I don't see that happening. Well, the people are going to have to stand up. Instead Mm. of... See, look, I will tell you one thing. They have it all figured out. If anyone thinks this whole conservative, liberal thing wasn't invented by politicians to get us to hate one another and distract us from the real problems we have, you're nuts. This was all started by politicians... I mean, I see people doing, doing things like, why are you so hateful? Just because they don't agree with you on one thing, you hate them? That's really sick, don't you think? Like I said, they've got it all figured out. 
they've got the women's vote figured out. They've got minority votes figured out. They've mm -hmm. got it all figured out. You have to you appeal to people's emotions, <clears throat> and that's what you do. Why don't we get smart people to figure out how everybody gets treated the same? The smart people have figured out how to stay in power and make all that's the money. That's the whole problem. <laughs> They're filthy pigs. That Our school system is destroying this country. I will tell you that. I'm, I'm talking about from kindergarten right through the end of college. They have got that so screwed up now. I don't know if we can ever recover from it. I know. It's kind of scary what's happening in the schools with these kids not knowing how to read or do math. I don't know what kind of future they're going to have. Um, Dan told me... This weekend, oh man, I'm gonna have to look it up because it's an actual statistic. Oh, good. But it's about okay. Hang on. Talk okay, talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, talk amongst yourselves. As Alex is looking up inventory. Yeah, it seems to me <clears throat> third graders are the most affected because of COVID. They're they're, oh, yeah, they're the suppose, ones that yeah. really can't yep. read and write and do and basic math. Yeah, because they were in kindergarten when it. Yep. But a lot of schools, 0% math and reading skills. Zero. I know. And I mean, they, just keep on, they just keep, keep on screaming, we need more money, we need more money. It's like, we don't need it's more just money. like climate change. Raising taxes isn't going to change the climate. <clears throat> and by the way, this whole thing that the, the, the country, I mean, the world has gotten a lot hotter is not true. Well, like I said, it depends on which side of the fence you're. Once again, I'd love to live in a healthy. I'd love to live in a healthy environment, but lying to people about, oh my God! Well, remember that little puke from Scandinavia? Well, what was her name? Greta Thunberg. Oh that little puke. Okay, she's an autistic child. She's not autistic. She's not a child, and she's she not is, autistic. She's not autistic. I think, I think if anything, I'm pretty she has sure like, she's autistic. She's got something wrong with her. I don't I'm know. I'm pretty what. positive she's on the spectrum. So I people were using an autistic child to say the world's coming to an end. Oh yeah, her parents were major cultists. Well, yes, that was oh, not God. okay. See, no. this is what I'm saying. <clears throat> and their and parents that, were puked, I know, but her. now they're going but, to her as though she is an expert on the climate. No, she's a child. child. I know. Well, I don't know if she's a child anymore. I don't anymore. think she's a child anymore. She's like 20 but she, like, Yeah, like she was she a child. She is 20, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so she was a child when she did all this. What right. she, was she, 16? Yeah, I think so. 15, like 16. Yeah, I'm pretty positive she's on But once again, if you look at her speech, and she was so emotional, and yes. it just made people go, oh, my God, it's true. Well, look at these children mm -hmm. are all terrified of our horrible policies. Yeah. Well, Al Gore did the same thing. He did absolutely He wrote that book, in Inconvenient Truth, yep. talking about how Earth would be underwater by 2010 or whatever it yep. was. <laughs> and we all we just conveniently forgot that he made all those predictions, <laughs> and none of them came true. He made through. it all up to make money. That's yep. why he did it. 100%. Ugh. Okay, have the thingy okay the thingy so lebron james has these promise school all the schools yep zero percent yeah. yeah they haven't passed the eighth graders haven't passed a single math proficiency exam since 2019 <clears throat> where is this lebron james promise school oh it's in there's a few of them i think yeah uh, this one is uh, akron ohio yeah not a single one of them has passed the proficiency test for math since in, 2019. In oh, God. Well, see, that's the thing. You know, people have good intentions. You know, let's start a school for uh, well, the hopefully same thing. probably Oprah, underprivileged yes. children. And Oprah did the same thing. Like, her test scores were terrible at her school. They were. Because yeah. it was they just also like, had some kidnappings out of there, and she had she got closed down. Oh, yeah. Because it was just like, here's throw, a bunch of money. Right. Yeah. You can't just go, see, look at me. I'm just so wonderful throwing money at a problem. Yeah. Yeah. You have to actually have... The wherewithal to continue on and check on it and have checks and balances. You can't yes. just say, "Here's 20 million, start a school." Mm -hmm. What do you think is going to happen? So none of these schools are working. 18 million like is going to be stolen. Right. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. And exactly. then there's a million and a half to build the school, and then you're going to be able to operate for a while, and then you're going to be, oh, by the way, we need another $20 million to keep it going. It's We're all out of money. Well, what happened? Well, you know, just really expensive to run a school. Yep. And then when it's not continually funded like that, they just have to close down. That's just what happens. Mm -hmm. This is humanity. It's it always has been money. humanity. It's money, 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 money. That's all that matters. Well, nothing, it's, nothing has changed. It's disgusting. Since biblical times. <clears throat> so. Since biblical times. <laughs> people are people. Go to the cash machine and bib, bib, biblical times. That'd be good. <laughs> All right, we only got about two minutes left. Any wrap-up comments? Uh, I have a funny sage quote. Okay, uh -huh. I'm ready. 
So he ripped off on the way here. Sage he, is Alex's five-year-old son. Yes. On the way here, he ripped off a string from his sock. You know how they come off the ankle part of you your sure sock do. sometimes? He ripped them off, and he's like, I'm using this for floss. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, wait, it gets better. It gets better. And I was like, well, just be careful. Okay. Um, don't do it too hard because I don't want you to hurt your gum. And he went, you mean gum line? It's called a gum line. <laughs> that kid. Pays attention at the dentist. I was like... Yes, your gum line. I don't want you to hurt your gum line. <laughs> I know more than you do. It's actually called a gum line? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, that's well. our sagey right there. That I would be I our sagey. I, I don't think I have said one thing correctly since he learned how to talk. Although I will say, we, actually, Nana, we went to the cabin this weekend with my other niece and nephew, or nieces and nephew, and um, Sage was the only one that didn't have a like some sort of fit the whole weekend. He was just like, "That's not usual." Well, <laughs> he didn't have a fit. He was happy. I mean, she didn't have a fit, but she and Ivy got in an argument, and she cried, and it's just uh, like you know, kid stuff. It is. It's whatever. And Sage was just like happy-go-lucky the whole time, even though he got bit by a mosquito twice on his forehead and his entire face swelled. Oh, God. And his eye swelled shut. Nice neighborhood. Bill Gates it's mosquitoes just a mosquito. have gotten Yeah, now we got Bill Gates mosquitoes. Yeah, his entire face swelled and one of his eyes swelled shut and the other one was like half. Oh, God. I remember that happened to uh, Fawn. Yeah, she got bit on the what? temple. I remember she... I know, she looked like she got punched she in the eye. looked terrible i know sage looked like he was the son of the elephant man and it took a long time for it to go down yeah he's yeah you almost yeah, back I could to see, normal i could see it a little bit he's almost back to normal but he like didn't care he's like i feel fine and carried on with his day i don't remember you kids getting bitten by mosquitoes and having such a huge reaction they're like allergic that. No, i never really they're allergic to i just wonder yeah, if there's a new mosquito i was gonna say it's, it's only certain mosquitoes because he gets bit by other mosquitoes and doesn't swell that much. It's mm. just like a very normal little mosquito bite. But sometimes he'll get bit on like the ankle and we call it sausage foot because it's his whole ankle and foot will swell. Wow. And Fawn was that way too. Uh, the older she gets though, the less reaction she gets to mosquitoes. So I don't know. Well, it could also depend on if uh, the bite's near a lymph node or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I know. I look at my nieces and nephews, and I'm just like, well, they just get a little red, itchy bump mm. and move on with their lives, whereas my children's bodies get deformed. <laughs> deformed, yes. Seriously. Cool. That looks really cool. bad. Yeah, right. Fawn, one time, her whole eye was swelled shut. What yeah, Sage's eye was swelled shut, on, <clears throat> yeah. but I brought Benadryl. Children's Benadryl. Good job, good because job. Because Fawn broke out in hives on her stomach and back right before we left. Oh, God. And I was like, what? And I made her take a shower, and then I gave her some Benadryl. And then they went away and never came back. And so I was like, oh, I'll just bring the Benadryl in case. And then I was glad that I had the Benadryl and now know that I should pack I, Benadryl. I am when. a big believer in people should travel with Benadryl. When yeah. we are going up north. I used to get hives all the time as a kid. Yeah, you don't, and I were very rashy. Yeah, don't get them anymore. Hive children. Living out on a farm, probably. No. No, I, sensitive, I sensitive skin. I think by the time oh, I was like 12, I kind of got over my hives yeah. thing. I yeah, I was going to say like around puberty, I feel like I yeah, remember. Although I do remember swimming in a pool at a friend's graduation party and my entire body broke out in like horrible oh. horrible hives yes and that didn't chlorinate it quite right uh, or, or i was allergic to the or, yeah i don't know everybody else was fine <clears throat> Jude has like, a lot. Jude's like the podcast is over it's over what are you guys doing Come it's on. time to go home seven minutes past <laughs> all right that'll do it we'll talk to you tomorrow